Welcome back, everybody, to Saddle Up with Shad and Destin. It is draft month, Shad. Like, we've made it. Um, this offseason's felt like an eternity, um, but we're here. We've done it. Um, how, how you doing, man? I'm feeling terrible, actually. Um, I don't know what came over me. It just got sick. I think I got it from my son. My son, uh, he was really sick last week, and of course, I don't have the option of avoiding my son, so I had to inherit it. And, and hopefully, well, I feel. And you better. have the option; you just be a bad person. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to be the guy who neglects his son because he doesn't want to get sick. You know, uh, that's fair. So here I am, fighting, fighting through it. I fought through the Audibles and Analytics podcast yesterday with my bro John, and now I'm here to do the same for our show because it, it just means that much to me, man. It just means that much to me. Yeah, I, I've been working all week on – so I have all my positional rankings down. Mm-hmm. Like, finally, like, I, I, I'm i a big tinkerer. I mean, you you know how I, my brain works. Like, yeah. I, I'm i a big overthinker. Like, I'll get my list down, then I'll change this and that, and this this guy yeah. and that guy. I finally got it to where I, I've locked all my positional rankings. Um, so now it's the ranking my top 200 big board. So mm-hmm. I've been doing that over the last week. And man, like I, I've moved that thing around so many times over the last, like I, I'm finalizing it by Friday and I'm not looking at it. I'm not touching it again, but we're at that part of the off season. I, I've done cornerbacks. I've done edge rushers. I've done defensive tackles, um, quarterbacks. Of course, I started with that and I'm going to wide receivers. So as tomorrow, I'm, I'm going to start on wide receivers. I have my top 100 of my 200 big board. Uh-huh. Good. How many corners do you think I have in my top 100, shot? In your top 100? Um, okay, this is – I'm going to take a shot in the dark. You have okay. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, probably eight, nine. So you're saying nine in the top 100? No. Uh 12. Are you locking in? Nah, I, I've watched 12 so far, and, and, and you're you're a little bit higher on this corner class than me, so I'm going to go with 12. 17. 17? I have 17 corners in my top okay. 100. Really quickly, give me a yeah or nay. Uh, Christian Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. Witherspoon. Yeah, oh, yeah. Joey Porter Jr. Oh, yeah. Deontay Banks. Yes. Kelly Ringo. Yes. Emmanuel Forbes. Yes. Julius Brent. Yes. Uh, Cam Smith. Yes. Um, DJ Turner. Yes. Clark Phillips. Yes. Uh, Eli Ricks. No, he's just ah. he's just he's just he's just out. He's so okay. he's he's corner nineteen. Oh, you have him at CB nineteen. I have him at CB nineteen. Okay, so who do you have left that I didn't name? Um, so you didn't say Darius Rush, big Darius Rush guy. Darius um, Rush, I think, is a good a good fit for the Colts. Go ahead. So Dar- Darius Rush is in that top 100. Um, Riley Moss, um, Jacorian Bennett, um, Cameron Mitchell out of Northwestern. I didn't hear you say him. Garrett Williams out of Syracuse. Injured guy. I like him a lot, though. And Kai Blue Kelly. Kai I think Blue that's, Kelly. I think that's everybody who did not say. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I like I like a lot of those guys. I'm actually not as high on Julius Brent as most people. And well, um, okay, so 
what is too high for Julius Brents? So like I've had this like, conversation with myself. So I, so like early on in this draft process, he was like a fifth round guy for everybody. So I was mm-hmm. higher on Julius Brents than others. Yeah. And then I feel like we're at the point now where people have him as like a top 32 guy. I yeah. don't have that. Late late first, early second is what I'm seeing on Brents. And to me, that's too high. The the TCU tape was awful. Like it, it is awful in, in that matchup with Quentin Johnson. And and I like to watch games where you're matched up with, you know, NFL talent. I, I don't particularly care too much about the your peers for the most part. You know, I want to see you against high level guys. And he struggled in that game. I didn't like the the Baylor game. I'm just I don't think he's bad though. I just think he's really raw. I think that's really I mean, what I think. I mean, is. so so Joey Porter Jr. right higher mm-hmm. higher end guy. Like I think their pros and cons are pretty similar. I just think Julius Brent's the cons show up more. So I mean, mm-hmm. both very physical type guys. I think Julius Brent's will have a better time converting to a zone system um, at the NFL level than I think Porter is going to. I think he's a much better zone zone cover than, than zone, zone corner than a man corner. Exactly. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like I think mm-hmm. Brents would make it since there, but they're both they're both physical, both big guys. Yeah. Um, I think Brents is going to probably get flagged quite a bit early on. Um, so last year we got we kind of saw it with Elam um out of Buffalo. Um he goes there out of Florida. Um mm-hmm. he gets flagged a lot early. Yeah. Um, and that was the expectation when you, when you draft guys that aggressive, like that's going to happen. Um, we got Drake Wally here with, I just need Jonathan Mingo to fall to the Colts, man. Jonathan Mingo is another, like we're in the part of the off season where people are like, they have their guys, right? So Jonathan Mingo is a big Colts guy amongst Twitter. Yeah. Jonathan Mingo, the last three mocks I've seen from pretty pristine, prestigious mock draft guys have had him like early second first round guy like i i saw him go at 17 that's that's crazy i saw him go 17 i haven't really really watched him yet i've heard a whole bunch of good things you know zach is really high on him zach and i talk talk to zach a lot our our colleague zach hicks is big on the big slot in general yeah power Um, slot yeah yeah so he's always big in that realm and jonathan mingo is definitely a big (sighs) slot and I think, you know, with the with the Eagles offense that they ran last year, you know, the perimeter run game is it, such an important part that you get a power slot, a guy that can block, and also just a just a big stronger body in there. And I think Jonathan Mingo, from what I saw from him just watching, I think he matches that profile really well. Naturally, he's gonna get the AJ Brown comparisons just because of the number and the school that he goes to. The, but let's say the helmet he has on. Yeah. But they tested extremely similar as well. So, you know. I'm excited to really sit down and watch that guy. It's a couple of guys that I got to watch um, for the next show that I'm doing with John. Uh, we're starting out with Quinn Johnson, Jordan Addison, uh, Zay Flowers, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. So uh, pretty much guys I've all saw play a lot, but I really well, and, get to sit down and put the glasses on. And we're going to get to talk a lot about the draft. As you can see in this first seven minutes here, me and Shad yeah. are uh, big draft guys. We, we can do yes. this all day, and we're going to get Literally. to it today. But we're going to touch a little bit on a subject. Um, free agency is still going on. Um, mm-hmm. I know it doesn't seem like it because just the Schefter Rappaport tweets are slowing down. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of quality guys still out there. And there's some big needs here that the Colts have that I the Colts are not going to be able to fill all these needs. 
by training no. camp using the draft. Like, I mean, off the top of my head, um, and then we can talk about the free agency a little bit. I mean, the last notable signing, Pharaoh Brown, he that, that's a solid blocking tight end that's going to get brought in. That fills a hole the Colts had. Um, not in any, not in any specific order. I still think the Colts have holes, um, at quarterback, obviously, um, a receiving running back would probably be an element they need to add. I think a linebacker with coverage ability needs to be added. Um, I think a slot receiver or two, um, need to be added. Um, right but Isaiah now, McKenzie, you won't get two. You may get one. But. I mean, but you, you might need to, like, even with Isaiah McKenzie, like, let's say you draft a guy. That, that, that's all you really have in the slot unless you expect Ashton Doolin to play significant snaps this year. Yeah, I like uh I like Isaiah McKenzie a lot more as a wide receiver four than I do as wide receiver three. I but I think if you get a big guy like Mingo, you know, or another slot slot receiver, and you fit him in at number three and you move Isaiah McKenzie to number four, I think you're solid. You know, as long as you're getting a guy that's gonna come in and contribute, which you know the coach haven't really had a great history of of landing guys that come in and contribute instantly as you see somebody talking about um mike strong i think this is this is a this is it year for mike strong right here uh new coaching staff coming in man it's put up or shut up this year Uh, we've been waiting we gave you a lot of time to develop it's time you start seeing some results i know he had some some issues learning the playbook uh, earlier in his career that shouldn't be an issue at this point even though you're adopting to a new playbook, I mean, just your understanding and knowledge of how how to play the game should be improved at this point. So, I'm interested to see how that how that um, plays out. Hey, with a new coaching staff, I mean, roster spot like 35 to 53, mm-hmm. like that could look very different than what it's looked in this last coaching staff. Like that that roster loyalty, in a sense, that you have to those yeah. guys, like that's that's gone. Like it's a new system. Oh, no, yeah. Like so no many favorites, things no more. change. So like that that thirty five to fifty three range of the roster could be completely different. Um, and a few other needs, real quick, for before we hit free agency, um, corner. Obviously, um, we, I've talked about it for a while, but the corner Big room league. is as thin as it's been in, in a while with the trade of Stephon Gilmore to Dallas, um, and then offensive line depth as well as at least a person that you trust to compete at the right guard spot, whether that's a rookie, whether that's a um, free agent, um, good evening, shot. And Death I didn't know Daddy. you got a new nickname. Uh, I, get, I feel like I have a new nickname every single show somehow. Pre- some way. Appreciate the donation. Uh, Kevin. Yeah. Appreciate it, Kevin. And just, just I'm, a reminder, you everybody feel a little bit uncomfortable, but go ahead. <laughs> Sean's just mad. He didn't get a dad. Um, nickname. I, I don't well, want, I, I don't want to be shot. Daddy. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You, we, it's gotta be different now. You can't, we can't be shot and death daddy, but uh <laughs> But everybody, just a reminder, we are now monetized through YouTube's mm-hmm. partner program. So those super chats help us produce this content to you guys. And we're super thankful for that. Um, so any super chat that comes through that stays in the appropriate area. I think Good Evening Shod and Desk Daddy is uh, our line. That's, that's the line. Um, so, right? let's, so let's not cross that. Um, and we will feature it, put it on the screen immediately and talk about it. But so free agency, looking at these needs, is there any need that pops out to you that the Colts are probably going to at least fill a portion of a hole. Like you're, you're, it doesn't mean you're going to fill the hole completely. Um, but before the draft, like, do you think there's any hole here that the Colts could potentially fill? Yeah. Uh, I, I know for a fact they offered 
they made an offer to a cornerback. I'm not allowed to say who it is, but it's a free agent cornerback, veteran guy, a guy you like a lot. You know, we've talked about it. Um, I know your fingers is crossed over there, but it's a little bit lower than what the guy's looking for. He's testing this market, and I wouldn't be surprised if in a week or two, you know, he comes back to it, uh, or maybe the Colts even revisit it after the draft. Because a lot of times, let me tell you, the Colts offer these guys different contracts on the low end, and then they'll go through the draft and they'll see – you know, what holes they were able to fill and what they wasn't. And that make it more of a priority. Hypothetically, I have to use a totally different, let's say Dalton Reisner. Uh, the Colts offered him one year, four million, hypothetically. And then they go through the draft. If they was to land somebody like Cody Mock in the second round, you know, then the Reisner deal will be off the table. But if they go through the draft and they're not able to address that position early on in the draft, then, you know, maybe they go to Reisner afterwards and he's more of a priority now at this point. So you're sure maybe you're more likely to offer five or six million instead of that four million that you offered prior to the draft. So it's one of those situations. I think if the Colts get a guy early day two that they feel like can start right away, then maybe cornerback won't be as big of a priority as it is right now, because if they land a guy early on day two, like Destin said, there's, I think there's multiple starters that people that can come in and start right away on day two. I just don't know if Julius Brents is one of them. And I don't want to pick on Julius Brents, but I just know he's a favorite amongst the Colts, uh, Colts community. I'm just not as high on him as, as some people is. I, I like Julius Brents. Uh, we said that earlier, but um, I, I like multiple corners that are on the market. I've said that. You've seen it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not getting into names of anything, but that offer that's out there would make a lot of sense. Um, I think there's a few other corners that are veterans because personally, I think you need to sign a corner and draft a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think if said contract gets accepted that that means the Colts are out of the market for a corner. I, I think they're the, in the market for a high-end corner in the draft still. Um, Regardless. Yeah, like I think you have to. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just so thin right now. Like that That's the thing. Um, and I, I'll believe the things about Kenny Moore being safe on the roster when I see it. Um, I, I this, is a, this is just a gut feeling. But I think there's probably a part of that comment that was made um, because the Colts in Arizona um, – one of our colleagues over at the Horseshoe Huddle had mentioned it on their show on Locked On for Zach Hicks. He, he had mentioned that he had heard that there has been some conversation there um, for the Colts to get up to three. Um, and Ken, Kenny Moore and Jonathan Gannon have a very good relationship. Like, I could see Gannon wanting Kenny Moore in a deal. So, Ballard making that comment when he did, like, I feel like that could have been related. I do. Um, so I'm curious to see what that looks like. Um, but Isaiah Rogers, in that case, would be the only player in the – DB room with real starting experience um, in, mm-hmm. at the corner spot. So I think signing one and drafting one would just be necessary. Um, and you mentioned guard earlier. I think there are multiple starting guards available on the market still, but yeah, me too. I, I do think the Colts, it would be smart to go through the first two days of the draft, see if a guard falls in their laps a little bit, um, depending on how things go. Um, because I mean, depending on who you go at quarterback, you know, there's a guard that's a teammate of one of those quarterbacks that could be there potentially in the early part of the second that they could look at as well. So there's a lot of options there. Um, and if they don't go quarterback early on, um, a question here from Logan Schmidt thoughts on Lamar. I mean, I, I think I've been pretty open. I think Lamar's awesome. Um, Lamar Jackson's 26 years old, former MVP. Those guys don't hit the market very often. Um, 
if I was in charge, I think the Colts would be considering it more than they are. Um, but mm-hmm. I think my opinion on it is that I think the Colts want to go a rookie. Yeah, it seems like all signs is pointing toward a rookie. And I actually think if the Colts was picking a tad bit later in this draft, then Lamar probably would have been a serious option. But if you have a chance to get a guy that you feel like is going to be here for 10 to 12 years at, at the rookie contract rate, then you pretty much got to go for that. And um, yeah, because I was holding that super chat. I was hoping it didn't go away because I just didn't want to interrupt you. That's what I think I might start doing. Every time somebody sends a super chat while you're talking, I'm just going to shut up. Yes, yes. That's yeah. So that's pay top deal. dollar for Shaw to tell me to <laughs> shut up on air, everybody. Sh- shut Destin up every time you guys send them. So send them back to back, and Destin won't get a word out this episode. So so, so we mentioned corner. We mentioned mm-hmm. guard. That there's some options there. Um, I mean, outside of that, I don't think there's any rush free agency wise. I think the guys that are on the market are going to be on the market yeah. come the draft. I think they're they are smart enough to know as well that their market gets a boost once drafts finalize and there's not another way to fill holes anymore um the draft is there right now that's in the way of some guys um but after that i feel like it's just gonna open up for some guys so um we will see what happens there but the all the talk of the last month has been what are the colts gonna do it for um i don't know about you shod but i i'm ready to talk about beyond four um and what the colts could do round two round three and on through seven so looking at day two, so round two and three, we just talked about the needs. What what positions jump out to you via this draft that you think the Colts would look to target on day two? I think corner is the biggest the biggest hole you have to fill. You know, if if you don't land a free agent between now and the draft, I think it's a priority. Right now, your starting three corners are Kenny Moore, Isaiah Rogers, and Dallas Flowers. While I like Dallas Flowers as a special team undrafted free agent, surprise guy who came on and played decent in limited amount of snaps. Uh, you got to upgrade at the position. You can't roll out. That would be irresponsible to roll out there with this this group and expect results. You know, we seen Ballard do it two years ago with, with Edge Rusher. Uh, we advised him not to do it. He went with the young guys, decided not to bring in any veterans. He paid for it. We seen him do it last year with wide receiver. You know, and we've seen what this offense looked like. Uh, you just can't do it again at cornerback. But I think 35, I think they trade back. I don't think they take a player at 35. I think if they were going to do that, they would use a third round pick to move. I think 35 is the perfect ball, as my man White Law says right here. I think. You use 35, you move back, pick up an extra third, and it kind of replaced that that chip you may use in order to go from four to three with the Arizona Cardinals. But I think cornerback was is the position that I would target because that's where it seems like you can get the most value and it addresses a big need as well. Yes, I mean, so I mentioned earlier, um, if you were listening to us just nerding out about the draft, I have 17 corners in my top 100 um, on my big board. Destin is I, insane, by the way. I am. I, I, I am insane. Like, I, I like – I. I think the thing about this corner class that I like so much is like how much size and athleticism comes together. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get these guys that are six two, six three at this yeah. position that are also running sub four fives. Like you don't get yeah. this very often. 
and yeah. this class is full of them um and it's so a lot we'll, so, so we'll see um i think day two makes a lot of sense for corner um i think with the colts potentially trading up to three like you said there's the potential that you lose that third rounder to make it get done so i think people need to kind of strap in and expect that you could fall further in the second round than you want to recoup that third um yeah. because you're not falling from 35 to 40 to get a third uh, no. if, if you're if you're trading back from 35 with the intent of getting a third you're probably falling to like I, in my most recent mock um i had the Colts 52. trade back with the lions um and i think it's i think it was 48 is where the lions 48, are at. yeah 48 i can see so, that 13 spots the lions also are a team that have two first two seconds um and a third so it, it's a lot of draft capital that they could uh survive losing a third um so that's a team that i look at a lot thinking that they could look back to trade um but after the trade back um i think the two spots that i keep coming back to um corner guard pop out a lot um i still think they could consider center i mean the ryan kelly's safe stuff is interesting but i mean you go back a couple years ago when the eagles select a center early in the draft with with kelsey on the roster still Um, and like, that's a position where if you're going to go a rookie quarterback, getting a center for the longevity of his career is a very important aspect in partnering it up long-term. And I think that's maybe why they, they thought about keeping Kelly too. Cause I guess, you know, you want to experience center as well before you probably bring somebody in. I'm sure Kelly will be intricate in helping it with protections and, and, what to do with the offensive line in certain scenarios. So I can see it both ways. You kind of do want your center and your quarterback to grow together in a Jeff Saturday, Peyton Manning type role. But you also can look at it as like the veteran guy may help get this young quarterback up to speed too. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Um, but corner guard, um, edge rusher is another one to like look out How for. How big in the is first the need as edge rusher to you? I mean, adding Samson – was a nice ad. Um, mm-hmm. I still think rotationally, like from what I had heard early in the offseason, the Colts want to start Quiddy Pay and Dio. They want those two to be the guys that mm-hmm. get the majority of the snaps on the edge. So I didn't expect big splashes free agency. I thought Samson was a bigger name than I was expecting, to be honest. I mean, he is the biggest name we've signed. I mean, well, aside from Matt Gay, you know, yeah. most free agent money for a kicker ever. Don't you ever get twisted. <laughs> but so like that was an interesting signing. I still think they probably could look to draft a guy or two. Um, this this edge class isn't as full of Ballard fits that I would like to where I think day two that because of the drop off on day three in this edge class. I could see it being considered on in like the round three area. Now, I mean, I'm a Will McDonald, the fourth guy. Um, so no way. He'd, he'd be a guy in the second. Um, no I think way. people would lose their mind if we they would have to pick, at, they would have to keep that 35 to get him. They would yeah. have to pick him at, at now. 35. We talked about trading back. If Keely Ringo is there at 35, can you could you trade back? I don't know if uh, I could, I don't know if I would have it in me. And I'm not crazy about Keely Ringo in a traditional <sighs> system, but no, wait, wait. As a traditional, like, man corner, if he's asked to play man all game, I, I don't uh, like him. I don't like him in that type of role. But if, as far as a fit here, 
Oh no, it's a pretty. It's a lot of things I like about him in, in a fit here. You know, it, it's he has a lot of strengths. He's a traditional heightweight speed guy, just like Balor loves too. He's a great athlete. You know, it's a lot to like about Killer Ringo's game, man. I'm not gonna lie. Ask me, ask me where I have Keely Ringo ranked in my corner list, Shad. Wait, before I ask you, I'm gonna follow my man CMDSR advice. Y'all hit that like button. I don't know hey, where it is. He 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 ain't wrong. He but, ain't. All right, but, so go ahead. Where do you have Keely Ringo? It's something crazy. Don't make me mad. Don't make me slam my phone. Keely Ringo is my corner three. What? Keely Ringo is my corner three. You have him behind Witherspoon and Gonzalez? Yeah. Gonzalez one, Witherspoon two, Ringo three. I have Ringo. Oh, he's CB five for, me, five for me. So I guess that's not crazy. My top, crazy. My top five, then, then that's all I can give you. I'll give you my top five. After. I, got a, I got a whole draft guide that's going to be posted, so I can't give too many of my secrets out. I got Gonzalez at one. I got Witherspoon at two. I got Keely Ringo at three. I got Joey Porter Jr. at four. And I got Cam Smith at five. I have that's not that's not bad besides the Keely Ringo. I think that's way too high. Well not way too high, but a little too high. I have uh I have Gonzalez one. I have Deontay Banks two. Witherspoon three. Emmanuel Forbes four. Keely Ringo five. And Cam Smith. And Killer Ringo is damn close. I almost went Cam Smith instead of Killer Ringo, but yeah, I like. I'm high I like, on Forbes, I like Banks man. too. I like Bank. Forbes. I'm high on Banks too. Banks Forbes is my CB too. If Forbes wasn't so small, like oh, weight he's wise, thin. he's yeah, the same he's size like, as me. We weigh yeah. the same thing, same height saying, and everything. His weight concerns me a little bit, but I mean, I like his play. I mean, his tape is fun. Um, yeah. Super physical guy um, has the height that you want at the position. Like, ball I'm skills not, is I'm not anti him at all. Like, he's, he's a top. He's a top ten guy for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he's he's inside my top ten. I, I won't say his actual number. Like that's for another day. I but. mean, this guy has six pick sixes like in his career. Like, do you know how oh, he, insane hey. that is? Six. Like I said, his tape is sixes? super fun. His his tape is super fun. Like the ball production is stupid. Like, but I mean, Keely, X Will Levis, he took a big six Keely, back on Will Levis. Keely Ringo to me. So like, if, if you guys know much about me, like I corner is my favorite position to scout. Mm-hmm. Like I I love I love the mechanic um, mechanical side of corners. I love the instinctual sides. I love the scheme fits and like looking at those things. Keely Ringo allowed one touchdown in college. To Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. People I, torture I him for the Ohio State game. That it, was the it, it only would have been, touchdown. It would have been two if he wouldn't. If Marvin Harrison wouldn't have got hit in the back of the end zone. On that, was that. Pre, that was a pre- that throw. was a uh, dime from that was CJ a dime. Stroud. That was like, a dime, absolute uh, dime. But Keely Ringo allowed one touchdown. Hey man, I like Keely Ringo. I, I like. I have some questions about him, but and Keely Ringo scheme, has that. But Keely Ringo scheme, also has that element really of him. Good. Where you don't throw at him, like Keely Ringo became that type of corner in college in the SEC. Like, like he wasn't playing in the Mountain West. Yeah. Like Ke- Keely Ringo was a guy that quarterbacks did not throw at in the SEC. Like I, I've been high on Keely Ringo for a while. I, I thought some of these people early on in the draft process that were saying he could fall into the second round were crazy. Um, 
I'm hearing more and more teams think he could fall out because um, the some of these risers that are coming out. Emmanuel Forbes is getting a lot of love um, from NFL teams that I've heard. Um, I've heard, yeah, I've I'd heard a Banks lot of things. And Cam Smith. I've heard a Those lot of things about Deontay Banks, Cam Smith, um, Tyreek Stevenson out of Miami, which I'm much lower on him than I've heard teams are. But I'm lower on him too, but that's another story. I have him behind Kilaringo easily. I, I have pretty close contacts with about four NFL teams across the league. Mm-hmm. I had a team when they were talking about the, their corner boards, say that Tyreek Stevenson was a top five corner on their board. In what class? This class? Tyreek Stevenson. <laughs> they had him as a top five corner in this class. Is that the wildest thing you heard? I mean, I, I know a team. Wild. I know a team that has positional <laughs> ranking stuff, though. Like, like what I've learned the most about getting in the world teams. of like talking to team reps. They're crazy, bro. Every team's board is nuts. Yeah, they all look at things super different. It's crazy. I I I know a team that actually thinks Levis is. I know two teams, as a matter of fact, that has Levis as CB as quarterback two. I've only heard one. I've heard a team that has him at quarterback two, and then I've heard a different quarterback one from three different teams. I've heard Richardson at quarterback one for a team. I've heard Stroud, and I've heard Young. That's nuts. Shout out to our guy Patrick Rye. What did he say? Sorry, Destin put it up and I took it down. Yeah, we so said we keep we keep putting it up, checking it down. Patrick yeah. Rye here. First forty picks. Are there more cornerbacks or quarterbacks taken? Seems like teams are going to take a lot of these quarterbacks off the board quick. Okay, so I I don't buy, and you could be you could disagree with me. I don't buy this hookers going in the first round. I don't think hookers going in the first forty picks. Like, you don't. I, I don't. think I think I think he goes in the top of the second. I, I, I never I never barred the the first round, but you know that night. I'm gonna tell you, man. And and I learned this being at the draft. That night in between day one and day two, a lot of those guys that teams like, man, they make moves up to go get those guys. So I think once the round one is gone, I know a lot of people are thinking about the fifth year option thing. It, it's not that big of a deal to some teams. I'm gonna just tell y'all, yeah, fans make that. A bigger do you, deal. Do you do you want a fifth year is. option on Hooker? I, I was about to say that. Like he's gonna be thirty one with a guy you take. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. He'll be thirty one at the end of a fifth year option. I know. Um, let me ask Nathan's question real quick, and then we will get back to Patrick because Dallas Flowers will be a starter, Nathan, and you don't want that. <laughs> you you do not want that, at but. All. So I mean, I, I, I got five. Answer, I got five quarterbacks going top forty. I have. I'm only go four. I, I'm gonna go four quarterbacks going the top four. Think I, Hooker falls out the top forty. I think the concerns with Hooker are just so much more severe than people realize. Like, I agree. He is gonna be 26 years old before he can even sniff competition at the position, which is fine that he's gonna be able to take a year and learn some things because he's coming from a system that is just so not pro ready. Like he's coming from a yeah. system that is it just doesn't translate to the NFL level. So like yeah. he's gonna have to rework the way he looks at the position as well as recovering from a knee injury. And he That's doesn't what use the middle the of the field. The he system. doesn't like he doesn't the use the middle of the what field. Scares me the most, man. He's a big strong guy, strong in the pocket, got a good arm. But like you said, everything is vertical or it's outbreaking to the sideline. And and the, the amount of space that they use in that offense is just unrealistic. Like playing on a far hash, it it's a it's a wonky system, man. And yes, he lit it up. He lit Alabama up. He lit everybody up. He was a Heisman candidate, 
But that stuff you see, it just doesn't translate to the NFL. It's going to have to tweak some things. I think he has the physical tools and the smarts and the desire to want to be great. So I do think he'll be a solid pro. It's just nothing I want to hang my hat on because of the questions I have for him. But I think there's a real possibility that we see like eight corners taken in the top 40. Eight? I think it's possible. I don't think eight. I think so. I mean, Gonzalez is a lock to go top 40. Witherspoon's a lock. Witherspoon's a lock. I I think Keely Ringo's a lock to go top 40. Like he may fall out of the first round, but he's going top 40. I think so. I think Joey Porter's a lock to go. Joey Porter's a lock. I think Banks is a lock. And then Cam Smith, Emmanuel Forbes, that's seven. And then I'm hearing a lot of love for Brent's and Tyreek Stevenson in the first round. It's like, no way. It's no way Brent goes top four. There's no way. I'm t- I'm telling you, there are teams that look at him as a first round pick. I don't know if he will go first round because it's all about positional rankings and things like that. Yeah. But there are teams that look at him as a first round corner. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting question from Logan. But either way, well. I'm going corners. I, I, I think five is the max that we're going to see. I'll go corner too, though. Yeah, I'll go corner. Five is the max quarterbacks we're going to see go, and I still think it's possible we only see four. Yeah, I think I think six is the number I'm targeting for cornerbacks. I think six can go in the top 40. And if the Colts hold on to 35, I think they'll be amongst that those six that, that take one. I really think corner will be the target at 35, unless they decide to go interior offensive line at 35 because they feel like they can still get a starter at 79 in the third round. so If they still have 79. Right. Boring. They still have it. So then day two, we talked about a few positions that they could target. Day three, um, knowing Chris Ballard, knowing how his brain works, um, and looking at this class, is there a position or positions that jump out to you right away that you're like, yeah, that is something I, I would expect them to target on day three? I, I don't have a guy specifically for this position, which I probably will very soon, but linebacker. Ballard always takes a linebacker on day three. You know, give, and, I'll give you a name, too. And it usually hit. If he's from Indiana, it doesn't count. It doesn't count, Destin. He's not from Indiana. Okay. All right. I know about your infatuations. I was trying to get ahead of it. Uh, shout out to Sarah, man. Appreciate the $2. Uh, she said, please, Ringo or Brents and Mingo and AR-58. Hey, that's not a bad... It's not a bad top three picks, I tell you that. They managed to pull off Ringo, Mingo, and AR-15. Well, he, he doesn't want to be called that anymore, so I'll respect his wishes. Anthony Richardson, I'll be ecstatic. Zero? Does, he, be wear, does he want to wear a zero? <laughs> Can you imagine him in zero? I think he need a. He might need a two-digit number. I don't, I don't know. know. He could rock one, get, get, get some cam motion going. Yeah, I just feel like that's too much. That's too cam-ish. I don't want him to wear two because the last two quarterbacks that were number two has just been didn't work out in our favor. Yeah. So um four is Ellinger, right? Uh I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about that. Maybe you can ask him. You we'll know, see. you get a we'll chance see. to talk to him. Yeah, we'll see. But um so I'll I'll give you a linebacker. So I said earlier, I think coverage linebacker is a is a role that I would not be shocked 
if they look at a lot. I mean, Bobby Okereke leaving in free agency, um, that was their best coverage linebacker. Even when Shaquille Leonard's healthy, Bobby was their best coverage linebacker. Mm -hmm. Um, So that will spot is going to be a battle in camp. I mean, I'm sure EJ Speed's going to get a shot at that will linebacker spot. Um, but Mike and Sam are pretty much covered. They got their guys there. Um, that will spot's going to be a camp battle. Aubrey Miller Jr. from Jackson State. Um, this was a guy I had in my mock draft. If you guys went, if you guys saw it, if you guys didn't, um, I'll I'll make sure to drop it in the comments. Um, so you guys can take a look at it. But a recent Colts seven round mock draft that I had, um, Aubrey Miller Jr., heart and soul of that Jackson State defense last year. And, an excellent coverage corner coverage linebacker um, had multiple games last year where he tested out with a, I mean, PFF is not the all the CLB all um, obviously guys, but he, Aubrey Miller tested out with a plus 90 coverage grade in six games last year. Yeah. Uh, this is a name I've heard a lot. Um, a guy that I'm mentioning is Dorian Williams from Tulane. Uh, impressed me a lot at the Senior Bowl. And, of course, me living in New Orleans, I'm a tad bit biased. I see Tulane play a lot more than most. Pretty much the world got introduced to Tulane when they beat USC, you know. But a guy that ran a 4-4-9 at the Combine, 10-yard split of one five four, Moving. Uh, yeah, moving. Flat 10-foot broad jump, I'm sorry. 33-and-a-half-inch uh, vertical. Very athletic guy, you know, six foot one rangy linebacker can play sideline to sideline and can match up with some of those, you know, speed tight ends, some of those guys that's considered mismatch advantages. Uh, he can match up with some of those. So I think that's an intriguing name to watch too. Um, I think there's a couple positions that I want the Colts to double dip in and we'll see what happens there. Um, you mean besides cornerback? Corners one. Like I, I, yeah, I would love I know, the Colts sure. to double dip at corner, and I think there's some day three options there, and I'll give a name. Um, one receiver that I would like, and th- this could be the first receiver they would take, um, depending on how day two goes, because they, they couldn't pass on receiver on day two. I know people would hate it, but they could. Rakeem Jarrett out of Maryland. I am a big Rakeem Jarrett guy. Um, I think he has some run-after-catch ability. I think he has big play ability over the top. Um, he – he wasn't. He's not a guy who has like that top end speed forty time that's gonna like wow people. But still ran in the four fives. Like pe- people mm-hmm. look at four five like it's slow. Like four five is not slow. People, um, I think people yeah. forget. Like Debo Samuel ran the four fives. He did. He did. <laughs> and I don't think anybody would look at him in the NFL and say, "Oh yeah, Debo's slow." There's some really fast that ran fives. Well. I can't think of who it is. Stefan Diggs ran a four four eight. Like that's pretty close to a four five as well. It was DeAndre Hopkins. That's who it was. He ran a four five seven. <laughs> like that's so what? He's not fast. He's still one of the best receivers in the game. Probably not at this point in his career because he's a little bit on the older side. But in this prime, I don't think anybody was sitting at home saying, "Damn it, DeAndre Hopkins." That's, that's something nobody's ever going to say because. He's a football player, just like a lot of those backs we talked about, like Clark Phillips, five foot seven. He ran what a four five forty. He's a football. You put him in a something like a perfect lot of Kenny Moore. He plays in a slot, uh, just a ball magnet, ball production. 
and this is how good this cornerback class get. I get sidetracked. I was talking about receivers, and I just went right into a cornerback breakdown because I just love these cornerbacks. But yeah, man, four four point five is not slow anything. That's why I was surprised when Julius Brents ran a four five three because sometimes he looks a little slower on tape, but he's just an outstanding athlete, man. At six foot, what three? You know, to have that vertical forty, it, it's ridiculous, man. It, like Julius Brents is the ridiculous athlete. He's just so raw, and if he can be coached up, he can be a top-notch cornerback. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping we get to see Julius Brents at the local pro day um, on Monday in Indianapolis. I'm hoping um, he accepts that invitation. All the local kids are going to get invited, so any of the local schools as well as local prospects. Um, yeah. So a few that you can think of off the top of your head, Dewan Jones from Ohio State is an indie kid. We'll get the invite. Um, Julius Brents is an indie kid is going to get the invite. Now, whether they accept it, I don't know. Um, but that is just an extra look the Colts could get at those guys. What about your guy, um, Cam Jones? Cam, I mean, all the IU, Ball State, Purdue, um, those mm. guys are also going to get those invites because it's, if it's your home state or your home college, like the, both of those can count towards local pro days. Um, and get Jones, the invites. Yeah, I like mean, all those, those guys. Yeah, all those guys could be there. So let's hope that we get a lot. We get some heavy acceptance um, for this over the weekend. Um, but Try to think of any other positions here before we kind of open it up for questions. Um, the linebacker one was a good one to look at for day three. Receiver. Um, so Dontavian Wicks. Dontavian Wicks might be a receiver to watch too on day three. I, I know big, that's your guy. Big, that's I'm a the, big Dontavian Wicks guy. I'm curious if he moves at a speed that they're going to look at on day three. Um, I think he is a guy who is – fast he's faster than he is quick if that makes sense yeah um like like he's a guy that um creates separation because he's just a very savvy route runner not so much that he's just speed um but i do think that that's, that's something they're going to look at are these guys that separate with ease um because they, they lost paris campbell this offseason and paris campbell his speed would give him separation at times but he didn't create a ton of separation i think that's an element that they're going to want to look to add is a guy that is just a natural separation artist. Um, um, I put a guy that is your guy from the senior bowl in my um, mock draft recently. Um, and he's a little smaller than some people would think a Colts receiver would go, but I did Jaden Reed out of Michigan state because when I said a natural separator, like that, that Jaden Reed is as natural of a separator as you're going to get. He made people look foolish when we were down in mobile. He absolutely did. Him and uh, I got to give credit to Nathaniel Tank Dell as well, who a guy who got separation. Now he's instantly. way too small for the Colts. Yeah, but he got separation at a new oh, level yeah. right off the line of scrimmage. I'm talking about it. Don't take him too long to get into his release. And man, when he does, he he just explodes. Yeah, but like you said, he's way too small of a guy. The Colts gave me some false hope though when they signed Isaiah McKenzie. I say they may be willing to go outside their size parameters now. Now Jayden, we're cooking. Jaden Reed, I mean, he's like almost 5'11. Like he's, I think, I think he at the at the senior bowl, he was like 5'10'8. So yeah, something like uh, that. Almost to that 5'11 threshold, mm -hmm. um, about four inches off. Um, I mean, Tank Tank Dell's like 5'8. Like there, there's just no way. He's small, man. He's really small. Like <laughs> there's just and, no way. And he's not even thickly built, you know, where you could justify it. 
Um, but yeah, I, hopefully one of those guys, like you say, early separators. I think you just need something different. You know, you have all the size, you have all the height guys, big guys. You need someone who can separate. I know Isaiah McKenzie is that, but let's not get too crazy. You know, that that's not a guy you want logging all of those snaps for you. You know, you want somebody to take some pressure off of him. I like Josh Downs. I do. I, say, Logan I think he's going to go Josh rather Downs early, though. Trades up and make it happen. I, I think he's an end of first, early second guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Down. So Josh Downs is a receiver. So I said earlier, Keely Ringo's a guy that if he's there at 35, I'm going to have a hard time trading back like I make the decisions for the Colts. Um, <laughs> but if I were, like I would have a hard time trading back if Ringo was there. Josh Downs is the receiver that I would have a hard time trading back if he was there at 35. Um, I, I think he is a great fit to go alongside um, Pittman, Pierce, Downs. Like, oh, that'd be nice. That that for a rookie quarterback. I mean, like you're you're setting them up. You're setting them up now. Um, our corners, um, our starting corners will be a little iffy if that happens. Um, I was about to say, what, what are we doing at cornerback? We we gonna have to sign multiple well, free. This, this man who has a contract on the table needs to. I'm a call on his line. Yeah, you definitely better up up the offer if you're gonna call if you're gonna call this phone. But I'm interested to see, man. The Colts the Colts have a bunch of needs. They can't fill them all through the draft. I, I think they have to make one or two signings some at some point soon, just because you know you want that you don't want to have to draft a certain position. <laughs> Tank Spud Webdale, you don't want to have to you know draft a need. You want to be able to just draft best player available and and, and let the draft kind of come to you in that way. You don't want your needs to dictate your draft. So hopefully they're not stuck in that position where they feel like they have to fill a need and end up reaching for a guy that really doesn't deserve that draft slot. Well, and we said it earlier, but I think this corner class being as deep as it is, is probably part of the reason they were willing to, I'm not going to call Stefan Gilmore a trade request, um, but he definitely was okay with being sent to a winner. Um, right. I, I don't think he demanded to be out of here by any means, but I think he definitely uh, gave the nudge of, hey, if you guys can get something for me, I would love to go play for a winner. Yeah, um, and they did the right thing. They yeah, did right by him. They, they, yeah, they did it. He's over in Dallas now. But this corner class being so deep is probably why they were so willing to do that um, because they, if they do keep that 79, like I think they could have a pretty solid contributor um, in round three. Um, I'm higher on Darius Rush than most. Um, if he is a guy that people talk about in the third round, I'd be all about that. Like I think mm. he'd be a great fit here. I think I think, good fit I, I, think here, sure. I think he ends up going in round two. I do. Like I just think he has too much speed, has too much ability to like take away a receiver um, at the corner position that he's going to end up going day two. But people have him mocked in the third, fourth round. If he was there in the third, like, I think he could start right away. Yeah, he's a guy that is intriguing to me. And I do have a th- I do have a day three grade on him, like extremely day three. I have late day two, early day three grade on him. And I like him a lot, specifically for the Colts. You know, the Colts uh, – oh, and shout-out to my man Joe Camacho. He said he will be at the draft circle to witness who will be our QB. Represent us right, Joe. Represent us right out there in Kansas City. Be safe too, man. The draft was fun last year. Had too much fun in Vegas, probably. Have, have some good barbecue out there, Joe. Ah, oh, I'm jealous, man. If, if I wasn't moving, you know, if I wasn't moving into my new house, definitely would have been out there for the draft. Hey, next year's in Detroit, though. We're we're we're, we're pulling up to Detroit. Station to maintain now. 
I can't have it. You gotta. I know you like the lawsuit. But you gotta. Hey, we'll see what happens. We'll see. <laughs> we, we may go. We may go a suit. We may not. Um, I don't know, but um, it is in Detroit. Um, now th- th- this is a off cuff question. So if you don't have an answer, I can go first. But is there a player that is a day three prospect through and through you look at him and he's, he's going to get drafted on day three, but like, that's the guy you're banging the table for as a day three prospect. Oh, oh man. I'm... Like I said, I can go first. If you're not ready, this was an off the cusp question. I'm going to go with Stetson Bennett. I mean, like you have to bring Whoa. that type of winner into your, no, I'm, just joking. I'm, I'm kidding. Whoa. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I don't know. Go first. I'm go first. So I'm going to go a guy that I I got to watch on the pro day cycle. Um, Carrington Valentine, corner out of um, Kentucky. He plays with a moxie and a fire that I think the Colts are going to love. I I got to see the Colts area scout there talking with him afterwards, personally, him and his agent. Um, I got to talk with his agent a little bit at the pro day as well um, and got to – speak a little bit about the 40 time that he, that he saw from the scouts when he was trying to get the times and Carrington Valentine ran a sub four, four, um, four, three, eight. Um, and when he ran his shuttle, ran the shuttle drill, ran it just off the charts. And then when he did it, decided to mean mug the scouts in attendance, just giving them that look like you, really? you saw that just walking away, took his shoes off immediately. Like he was done for the day after that shuttle. Um, took his shoes off, mean mugged him, walked off. Like, like he's got a little bit of a fire that um, he, he's a little bit rawler. Um, people didn't get to see him as much at Kentucky um, because of he, some injuries here and there. But I, I think he's a guy that on day three has the speed that you're going to like, has that energy you're going to like, that I think he could be a solid rotating in corner while he learns the position more. Okay, I'm going to go with um... – Sticking to pro days and guys we saw at the pro day. I'm gonna go with Eli Ricks, a big physical guy, had a very good year at LSU. His freshman year was the year LSU won the national championship, and you know, the sky was the limit for him. It was him and Kevin Booty that was freshman on that team. It seems like their career just didn't pan out the way it was in historic LSU team. But he's a big physical guy, challenges receivers at the line of scrimmage. Uses his length extremely well, has active hands, disrupts receivers throughout their route, you know, makes it make it really uncomfortable for those guys. And you need to come back with some size when you're looking at this cornerback room. You want uh, Eli Ricks, I believe, is six foot two, uh, six one and a half, something like that. But he, he has really, really good length, and he's perfect in a run game, like solid, will come in and tackle has that attitude, has that mean streak. Yes, there are things I don't like. But when you go with the D3 you know, that's going to be flaws, obvious flaws that they have in their game, and, and that's why you you, you got to coach them up. But Eli Ricks is a guy I would play. He would be a starter in the league at some point in his career. I mean, I, I like Eli Ricks. He didn't make my top 100. He's just on the outside. Um, mm-hmm. But he's a guy, if he was there on day three, I think he has a higher day one playing potential than a lot of day three corners yeah. are going to have. Um, yeah. So if for some reason they did go with Josh Downs 
at 35 and they decided to wait a little bit longer on corner than I would feel comfortable with. I think Eli Ricks <laughs> is a high floor potential guy that yeah. could come in and play that they could take on day three. Um, but we're going to head out of here pretty soon, guys. If anyone has a question that they want to make sure that gets in before the cuff, um, as always, Super Chats get first priority. Um, but we're willing to have one more conversation here as we're going to head out in the next few minutes. Um, but I, I love that we both went corners. Um, like, like Again, that's just how this class is. Since y'all are hearing the Colts are probably targeting AR, does that mean they see a gap between him and Levis? Keep up the great work. Um, so, I mean, personally, from what I have heard on the situation, I think they like both of them. I think they like Levis more than other teams do um, to the point where if the Colts took Levis at four, like – I think if they don't take him at four, there's a situation where Levis could fall um, quite a bit. Um, I do think they have a gap. Um, personally, for me, um, I, I think they look, they've they looked at Anthony Richardson. From what I have heard, I think C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson are the two quarterbacks that they have been enamored with the most through this cycle. Um, so that's the reason from everything I keep hearing it from multiple different sources um, that those are the guys that from the jump impress them the most. So that is why I've been pretty stagnant with, I think, if that's who it's going to end up being. Yeah. If they even come to that conclusion, they'll move to the spot. But until that happens, I'm fine just letting this play out. You know, I see Colts like Levis, they think it's gonna be Levis. You know, we're all, we're over here on the Richardson side from everything we've heard, and it's fun, man, because I know the Colts are floating both of these things out on purpose. They don't want it to be any one decisive answer. They know the worst thing that can happen is people to find out that they're keen on one of those guys in particular, and then somebody be inclined to jump ahead of them and, and take that. So it's just funny, man. It, it's funny watching this play out. I mean, I don't know. What I've heard is they love Stinson Bennett. Um, Stinson Bennett's going to be the picket four. Um, they just love that fire he has. They love that uh, personality he has. Um, obviously, I'm joking. About the end broadcast <laughs> right now. <laughs> but, but anything they got to get out, man, it's lion season. Um, don't If you don't want to trust me, don't trust me. If you don't want to trust Shad, don't trust Shad. Like, everyone is going to have these things going out. The reason that I've been pretty strong with my saying about it is because I didn't start hearing this enamorant, enamorment with Anthony Richardson in April. Um, I, I've heard it since February. <laughs> like, yeah. like it has been a long process to where like that has just been the constant thing from the people that I have within the team that have given me the talks about it. Like they've been very constant with it. Um, how much is Ursa paying me? Not Net enough. None. I've never even won one of his giveaways on Twitter. So that man's never given me nothing. I know. I totally knew the answer to that was Dominic Rose. I always feel like it'd be considered cheating if I answered it. and He would never give me one of them because I cover the coast for a living. Yeah, they, so, would, they would click on our page, see our, see our bios, and say, cheater. Right. So that's why I never enter them. I know half majority of the answers that to the I don't question. Enter, I don't I enter them anymore because I, was, I entered like 400 times in a row and never won. So I just decided that he didn't like me. Even though you got the, you got the answers right, but yeah, ain't okay. never won. That's and the, on we can end that the show, note, we can end the show right there on that note. Max right dug into the Colts. Um, 
I'm not going to slam Max Duggan. I'm going to slam this entire quarterback class outside of the top four. I I have one guy that I look at that's not in the top four that I'm like, man, if this was, if you're a team that has a good quarterback and you want to like just shoot your shot on a guy and just like see if it works, which almost it almost never works. But there's one guy I have in this class. Who do you, do you think you know who it is? Can I get two? Can I get three three guesses? Sure. Uh, Jaren Hall? No. DTR? Nope. Hmm. He was he was at he was at the Senior Bowl. Oh, uh, Malik Cunningham. Nope. Hmm. Clayton Toon. Really? You like Clayton Toon? I do. I Clayton, think I like Clayton, DTR Clayton more. Toon, than Clayton Toon is my quarterback six. I, I still have Hooker over him just because he has so much more skill now. Um. But I Hooker's, think Clayton Hooker's, Toon. Hooker's a better quarterback than Clayton. That's what I'm saying. That's what I said. I have Hooker at five, but Clayton Toon is the only quarterback I look at um, that if I was a team that had a starting quarterback in place that was older. Um, I'm trying to think of a situation I can think of. I mean, all the older quarterbacks are starting to retire on us. Um, mm-hmm. But like, if for whatever reason, like Brady was still around in Tampa, like Clayton Toon is a guy that I would look at in, in Tampa and, and say. Mm, let's take a stab on him on day three. Like yeah. I, I see that type of potential in him. All the other guys, like I see guys that are priority undrafted free agents that could be fun, like Aiden O'Connell um, out of Purdue. I think he has enough fun skills that he could be a more talented Sam Ellinger, um, really smart, savvy, good guy player, um, mm-hmm. but actually can throw the ball farther than twelve yards. <laughs> you're trying to get you're trying to get us blocked, man. It is you're, it is. you're trying to get us banned to the shadow realm. It, it is what it is. But everybody, it was a really great show. Really glad that we got had you guys on another week. We are going to be more into the draft season. We're going to be diving more into this draft class. Maybe talk less corners next week in another position you guys want to hear. So let us know. Receiver. 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 Maybe we'll go deep into receiver next week. So thank you guys for listening to Saddle Up with Shad and Destin. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. Make sure you guys hit that like button. And make sure you guys give us a follow on Twitter as well as following at Colts on FN um, for Horseshoe Huddle coverage. Thank you guys, and as always, go Colts.